Hello and welcome back to the Star Wars specials of Where's the News. Today we will be talking about the controversial sequels. Hopefully Nick and I will be civil towards the end of that last uh, last episode there. We got a little uncivil, but we had a nice little, nice little conversation last night, sort of uh, settled some of our differences, and we're hoping to, to dive back into those a little more today, but uh, not kill each other in the process. I'm here to be the palpitating of the discussion and cause one of you to fall, and then oh, you have this big fight. Garrett, at this rate, you could be Palpatine. What is going on outside? I wish I knew. It sounds like a freaking sounds sorority like party s- out someone's there. Someone's filibustering out there <laughs> in front of the Senate or the House. I am the Senate. That was the dorkiest thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. Holy smokes. Um, but I want to say, before we dive into these, what are your guys' thoughts on the Star Wars Marathon? How are we feeling after spending at least probably like at least 18 hours watching Star Wars. Listen, I don't feel good. <laughs> I woke up this morning and could barely talk. I sounded like I smoked eight packs of Marlboros last night. Um, I I feel like garbage today. I thought every time I've eaten so far, I felt like I was going to throw up. Um, I've slept six hours total the last two nights. And I'm frankly, I'm miserable. I'm miserable. Um, and I think that's because Garrett was over there with the bad case of the whooping cough the whole entire night. Oh, my God. Um, I've been sick through this marathon, and I've been harassed nonstop for it. Yeah, as we were on our way to start the marathon, mm. Garrett was, like, buying a whole bottle of Mucinex. Also, right, I rode home with Garrett last night after we finished the marathon, and he stopped dead in the middle of the parking lot, hunched over, like, the hunchback of Notre Dame, and just hacked up a loogie. It was, like, his whole body was shaking. His shoulders were, like, trembling. It was, it was one of the most primal things I'd ever seen in my entire life. A, and George, was, a George Lucas CGI creature came out of my throat, John Blinn. It was, it was horrifying. So the Star Wars Marathon has, has it seems to have drained. Uh, where's the news? I, I'm feeling all right, though. Of course, now that I say that, I'm going to get Garrett's, like, terminal whooping cough, but I'll be fine. I don't think it's terminal. I don't know, man. Have you heard the way he's coughing lately? No, before we recorded, Garrett sounded like he's about to do his over. <laughs> Garrett, can we about to play taps for the young lad. <laughs> can we, like, you know how you usually insert the bop into the episode? I think this time we should just insert you coughing somewhere in the episode. Assuming that doesn't happen naturally. It's going to happen naturally. I can feel one coming. Good. What a great guy. <laughs> I love me some Garrett. Um, what but a yeah, great friend. We hope you guys have enjoyed the marathon thus far, and we were happy to give the chance to do it. Um the whole point of the marathon was, again, to hype up Star Wars and also to hype up our social media. Check out Where's the News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll hopefully provide more content in the future that is similar to our usual episodes. And uh, last night we were sort of inspired to do some more fun stuff like this. Um, we don't have any major ideas yet, but this is something we wanted to do more of. Something that we're hoping to provide you guys, the listeners, with. Never mind. Nick, Nick just cooed. He just killed it for me. What? Nah. I was excited. I was like clapping like, yeah, I know. where's the news? I'm giving you a hard time. Let's go. But yeah, so stay tuned if you would like to see Always more. <laughs> if you'd like to see some more different content like this, we're hoping to provide some. And I think with that, let's dive into The Force Awakens.
I think overall, um, my thoughts on The Force Awakens are that it's a good movie. I like The Force Awakens a lot. I like, um, I think there's some good characters in it. Um, good introductions of characters. Good retouching on the old characters. Uh, overall, The Force Awakens is good. And I think that majority of the controversy that we see in the sequels stems from The Last Jedi. Um, obviously, there are some things that people don't like about The Force Awakens. But I think for the most part, those nitpicks are addressed in The Last Jedi and resolved. So, overall, I, I, there's not a lot that I have to complain about The Force Awakens. Uh, I do have some complaints, but we'll get into that later. Oh. I want to start by saying that the opening to this movie is awesome. Which, one thing we noticed as we watched these movies is majority of them have fantastic openings. Um, the, the only two that we decided did not were The Phantom Menace and The Last Jedi. We didn't like the openings to those two, but we'll get into. The we, last as a Jedi collective thing. unit, did not yeah. like those. Yeah, we were on the same page with the openings, which is surprising. Um, but the Force Awakens opens with a big ship of the First Order's, sort of eclipsing a planet. It's it's a massive ship. It's intimidating. It is a great introduction of these new menaces to the galaxy. Huge, even. What? It's huge. Oh, all right. Calm down, Donald. Um. But ha, it, ha, ha, ha. it's really cool. Um, then we cut to this little village on that planet that the force, the first order is heading to, and they show up. They wreck havoc. They torch everything. They blow up Poe Dameron's ship. They capture him. They kill some old guy. They're scary. This is an introduction of a new, a new antagonist who is terrifying. He's got this this mask. His lightsaber's cool. He clearly has no mercy. He holds a bolt in the air for an entire scene. Does orders like clearly having to put some sort of concentration with the force on this light or on this laser bolt that is shot at him throughout this entire time, which I think is cool. He's using the force for like a solid, I don't know, 25 minutes, however long it takes to destroy a village. Um, but yeah, really intimidating with the first and order. Minecraft takes about five minutes. Yeah. So we'll go around there. Yeah, that sounds about right. An army of stormtroopers. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah, probably yeah. even less. But <laughs> regardless, the way they fight maybe more. Regardless, the introduction of the First Order is fantastic. They're scary. That's what I want to see. If I do want to criticize something about that opening scene, they don't do a really good job, even in the opening crawl, of explaining who's the First Order, why are they here, why is there another Empire. I thought they beat that one in the last movie. I know you know more about this, and I love. I love it because you explained it to me last night. Do you want to share more about that? Yeah, like all it all I had to take was a single line of text. But essentially the first order was created after after they defeated the Empire, they restabilized the government, they kind of beat out the Empire and kind of forced them because they start going warlords because there's no Darth Vader, they are all grappling for power. After that, they create a kind of central government restabilize things and then leia goes hey what if we didn't have a central government this would be much better we go back to princesses and queens and dukes and all that we all do our own things and then come together as kind of a senate occasionally and the other side of the government goes no we don't want that we want a single person in power we need a new emperor and of course, they get into a political fight. The ones who want a strong central government go, okay, well, 
we're just going to go do our own thing. We're going to start fighting and killing you. In the Empire, the remnants of it, the comeback, you kind of see some of them in the Mandalorian, so it's kind of cool to see how that works. They come in and go, well, hey, you mean an emperor like we had? And then that's how they rebuild their army is by having an entire half of the galaxy go, we want an emperor. We, we want like a Darth Vader, Kylo Ren kind of thing in charge. It's interesting. I, I like the, the way the First Order was established based off of what you told me. Um, Nick, I know you also had some complaints about that introduction. What would that be? Um, you mean you mean with the helmet? Yes. Oh, when Ray just tells Kylo Ren this new, or yeah, not Ray. Yeah. We haven't met Ray yet. So, sorry, I no apologize worries. for anyone that was offended. Um, Poe, knockoff Han Solo, um, shows up, and uh, Kylo Ren's talking to him, and this is supposed to be this villain, this ruthless villain man. And so, what does Disney do? They go, let's make a really crappy joke where Poe, po, not Ray. I keep wanting to say Ray, uh, where Poe. Like, basically, basically, like, tells him what? Like, it's hard to understand you with that mask on? Yeah. This is the first five minutes we know this man. We're supposed to be intimidating. You're going to incorporate your garbage humor there? I think that, as you mentioned... Are they establishing how Poe is as a character? Because that's a crappy time to do it. It is a Disney thing. Because if that scene needed any justice, Kylo Ren should have just killed him right there for being an idiot. Exactly. Um... We mentioned in the last episode that Star Wars has this unique style of humor. And I pointed that out because in the sequels, that humor is still there, but there's also very forced attempt, at, uh, no pun intended, um, very forced attempts at humor ah. here. And Poe Dameron, that's the first line he has. Well, not the first line he has, but he really, within the first five minutes of being in the movie, he, he starts making these forced jokes about Kylo Ren's mask. It's not clever. And... I hate to say this because it's sort of an inaccurate and broad statement, but Marvel has a very forced style sense of humor as well. And you see now that Disney has Star Wars, you're seeing this style of comedy in it, and it feels like Disney just sort of has this control. I don't don't know what all goes on behind the scenes, but I feel like ever since Disney sort of took over Star Wars, you see that forced comedy more, and I don't like it. It doesn't work. It works in the theaters when you're there with people, um, but upon a rewatch, it's just I, I wasn't amused at all. And, and I, you especially notice it whenever Han and Chewie come in, and they're using like they're using the old style of comedy. Yeah, because their chemistry is still there. Han's a jerk. He's just Chewbacca calls him out for being a jerk and a liar, and he's like, oh. Hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, because of this, that's sort of Poe Dameron's whole character. And I used to like Poe, but after these rewatches, I realized, man, he's just, he quips. That's sort of his whole character. And because of that, he kills the tension in almost every scene he's in. And I don't like that. Um, like I said, I, I like The Force Awakens, but I, I don't like Poe as much. Anything else? I mean, on the comedy, not, not really. You kind of sum up. It pretty well. All right, so the first order takes Poe, and they head up to their uh, their big old ship that they have going on. The next thing that we see is we get introduced to Ray. Ray is scavenging. She's going around on Jakku. She's selling her stuff. She finds BB-8, Poe's droid, who has the plans to wipe out Star Killer Base, which is basically Death Star but bigger. Um, 
Nick just coughed. I think Garrett has, has sent like him the virus. Get down with the sickness. Um, Ray's introduction is nice. I love there. I love there's this one shot where she's just sitting there eating her like. I love goop how many bread. people we find in these desert planets in this movie, or all these movies. What do you mean? We get introduced to Ray. She's on a desert planet. We get introduced to Luke. He's on a desert planet. It just happens a lot. Yeah. And like every main, we meet Obi Wan on a desert planet. They're they're always there. That's we meet Anakin on a desert planet. All these people live in the desert. If you want to find people to save the universe, the galaxy. Oh boy, that was a big oof. You want to find people to save the galaxy? Just go to the desert. You're probably gonna find someone there. Um. Yeah. You're right. I know I'm right. That's why I made the point. <laughs> I like Ray as a character a lot. I know she's controversial, so I'm just gonna get that point out there now. Um. I love the shot of her, like I said, eating her goop bread. She got a Star Killer or a, a Rebel Alliance helmet on her head. I don't know how I like that phrase. It, it's it, tell me it's not goop bread though. She no, puts no, it in the water no, and it, it like is. goops it, up. It, it, it is. It's but gross. I, I don't like that phrase. <laughs> she eats her goop bread. She's I looking off to the sky. It's kind of it's kind of like a discount uh, binary sunset scene, but it, I don't know. I I like it. I'm a, I'm a chump for it. Um, that's really all that goes on there. She gets her goop bread. She finds BB-8. And then we're back on the First Order ship where Finn and Poe ruin the scene. Finn ruins the movie. Finn is horrible. Finn's a horrible character. I hate that guy. He says there are so many lines that Finn has that, again, are just pointless quips. He's not clever. He's not funny. Where's he Ray? just sucks. Where's Ray? That's his line. Where's Ray? He, and Ray doesn't like him, all right? Ray, Ray does not feel about Finn the way that he Finn feels about her. He also kisses Rose in the next movie and then immediately runs over to Ray once they've cleared that path. I think Rose sort of kissed him. I don't know. Okay, don't know but did he pull he away immediately? No. I, I don't know. He I'm was not enjoying himself. <laughs> they both should have died when their ships they landed on each other, but that's for a later topic. But anyway, so Finn decides, I'm going to run away from the First Order because he's a coward, and uh, he, he grabs Poe. And they escape, and he's like, "Oh, I'm part of the resistance." Oh, well, no, he doesn't tell he doesn't tell Poe that. Not, my apologies. But they escape. They quip the whole way out of there. They make the first order look like clowns because they escape in a single Tie Fighter that they literally rip out of the ship. It's it's bad. Finn's not funny. Poe is funny sometimes, but it's really forced, so he's not funny either. And just bad. They fly. He's awfully funny looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, they get uh, shot uh, down, uh. and they, they crash in Jakku. Finn wakes up, and he walks over to Poe's abandoned ship. Poe is not there. The, the ship sinks into the sand, and that is that. Um, I realized when I was watching the movie, Poe just straight leaves Finn there. <laughs> Because he wakes up, and he, later on in the movie, he's like, oh, there was no ship? There was no you? He definitely found remnants of the ship. If he wanted to, he could have gone back to check to see if Finn was still alive. But my man peaced out on Finn. He doesn't care if he dies. I mean, I would, too. <laughs> yeah, I would as well. He sucks. Would you not leave Finn for dead? Oh, I would definitely leave Finn for dead. He's, he, he sucks. Um, I really don't know what else to add to this part. It's, it's the worst part of the movie. Um, of the Force Awakens, I think at least, I think I think that's where it drags the most. Anytime Poe and Finn interact, it sucks. Um, just two bros doing bro things. 
Kylo Ren, still cool at this point. Um, he sort of has his big blow up that Finn and Poe escaped. I like that. It shows his immaturity as a character. It shows that he's very emotional. The conflict there, they really set him up nicely. With I can't tell if it was meant to be forced comedy or if they had the immaturity in mind when they did it. But I like it. I take it as the immaturity and good writing rather than the forced comedy. Um, Finn runs into Ray. They recognize BB-8. I don't know where Poe goes, by the way, because he just finds his way back to the Resistance. I mean, you're supposed to think, oh, no, he's dead. Yeah, and so where did he go? Back to the Resistance. How? Tatooine. <laughs> he, he called them. I imagine he has some way to communicate with them. He's not... Fair enough. He... This is a place where they have plasma swords. <laughs> he might have a cell phone. He calls up the resistance and goes, Leia, my ship blew up. <laughs> Mom, can you, can, can you come get me? Can you come get me? And she I goes, threw up. And then she goes, you're a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> no, wait, no, that's the When did movie. she start talking like that? <laughs> when did she sound like a... Like when a I'm... grizzled mom from, like, the 50s. Is that not Carrie Fisher? Yeah, I'll give you that one. All right. <laughs> um, Finn runs into Ray. Ray has BB-8. He's like, oh, uh, that's, the, that's the droid. Uh, no, he doesn't even realize. The First Order shows up. They're after Finn and Ray. They find the Millennium Falcon. One thing I want to point out, everyone's like, oh, Ray's a Mary Sue. Um, Ray is able to fix the Millennium Falcon. Here's my contradiction to that. Because she scavenges parts from ships for a living, so she's clearly not uh, unfamiliar with them. And also, she wrecks the Falcon a good bit as she's starting to pilot it. She has to figure it out. So, I don't think it's that far-fetched. Garrett, what are you doing? You're just looking all disgusted at me over there. No women in my Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Just... Ray's a cool character, all right? If you, if you disagree, I think you need to just Please keep in mind the, the entire time this movie was playing, anytime something that the majority of people didn't like happened, John just started yelling about it. <laughs> I'm like, passionate. Oh my about god, Ray couldn't be able to do that. Well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, I, I would. And mock. so I barely heard any of the dialogue in this movie because <laughs> this happened about every four minutes. Trust me, it's not really that important. So if I can't go into very much detail with this movie, that would be why, because I can't tell what the hell's going You're on. You're playing Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, which is a great game, better than the movie. <laughs> oh, 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 ouch. He's already getting those cheap blows in. Um, they run into Chewbacca and Han Solo in space. At least that game wasn't a carbon copy of the one that came before it. <laughs> oh, no. It starts. Nah, I'm okay with that. Because, I, I mean, that's not an inaccurate statement. It, the plots are basically the same. It's a new hope, but Ray's a more interesting protagonist. Oh, man, Garrett. I don't... I, oh. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that comment. Oh. Uh, how interesting is Luke in A New Hope? Not at all. He's just like... I think he's I, very interesting. He I just, gotta get some power converters. Some yeah, he wanted to station. get some power converters. Next thing you know, he's fighting his dad. Well, Almost. No, that wasn't even planned in that movie. There's no hinting towards, oh, that's your dad. They came up with that whenever Empire came out. And that was that's why Empire is the better movie, because there's more depth to the script and more depth to the plot. And this one is just, little farm boy blows up big, that's not a moon. <laughs> big, that's not a moon. <laughs> um, Ray and Finn out in space. Han Solo and Garrett, Chewbacca Garrett, Garrett. eat them with a bigger ship. I don't know how they got that ship, by the way. It's never addressed. But Han Solo and Chewbacca single-handedly just steal this, like, boat of a ship. Um, and it eats the Millennium Falcon. That and I can't believe Garrett ship. just said that. 
The uh, as Garrett mentioned, what a clown! The chemistry between How are you dis Luke Skywalker like that. All Ray did was stalk Luke Skywalker, and she's obsessed with him. So Ray obviously well, thinks no. that he's better. If you look in the Last Jedi, yeah, okay, in, tell me, in enlighten that, me, Garrett. In that movie, Luke, like even at the end, the kids are like Luke Skywalker, and they're mentioning him by like name and telling stories. He's a legend. He's yeah. a legend. He's a legend. So she's like Luke Skywalker. He's real, and like. That would be like if somebody walked up to you and went, you know, Santa Claus helped me out of this situation before. And you're like, what? He helped you out of this situation? He's real? That, that, What's your argument with that? Well, my argument is that Luke is a legend. She's not obsessed with him or anything. I love the way that uh, Daisy Ridley portrays Ray in this. And I think this is more an acting thing than it is. I think that. That's asinine. Various. What has Ray done? She's done a lot. She got thrown around by Snoke and Adam Driver saved her. Yeah, but... And then they killed some guards. Wouldn't you be angry if she just overpowered the No, but she's MP? done nothing, and that's the problem with both these movies. I feel like nothing's happened. She has done it's a just lot. It's been a five happened. hours of my life of them explaining what's going on, and once in a while, people die. That's just Star Wars. A ton has happened. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean a ton has happened? Have you watched the development been, of Kylo Ren? No, there's the hardly been any. Movies? Kylo Ren is the main character. I will assert that. There's hardly any. The, the, He's just more upset. And so it begins. There's a fun little scene with <laughs> If Han you ask and anybody Chewie. what they think of these movies, they're going to go, it doesn't feel like much has happened. And I address, I admit some significant things have happened, but the majority of the movies could be cut out because they're just pointless. And a waste of my time and a waste of your time. I don't th- see. I don't feel that way about the Force Awakens. Maybe the Last Jedi, because like you could take out a decent portion of the Last Jedi. Because you know, still, planet. Yeah. Um, but with the Force Awakens, you're you're setting up the reconnection with Luke. This, I don't know what they're going to do with the Jedi Order in this next movie, but they're setting that up well. You reconnect Han and Leia. You ignite this Resistance fight. Because like honestly, the Resistance isn't doing much right now until oh, they blow up oh, Starkiller oh, Base. Oh. So like they, it's it's furthering the war. It is furthering the characters. I, I don't know how you think nothing's happened. It's setting up Ray to be a Jedi. She finds the lightsaber. She the Force literally oh awakens her. Oh my God! In her. She found a lightsaber. That's pretty significant in terms it of is, the Force. But if that's your lead argument, sorry. So you would have preferred if Ray just was like. Not even Already that specifically. Like it's got to gradually There's nothing happen. That's happened. Han Solo died and Luke Skywalker evaporated into dust. Do you know why Han Solo died? Yes, I'm well aware of why he to died. To push Kylo Ren further down I'm the dark well side. I'm well aware of that. To progress these characters. Do you know how boring these movies are to sit and watch? There's Not like boring. three good scenes in both of these movies. I, 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 the Force Awakens is never slow for me. I think that's a fantastic movie. Maybe you should fork away... Fork? <laughs> Never mind. You I'm not even going to continue with the insult. The Force anymore. Awakens, a lot is established, and I think it goes very well. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Because there's not a million different plot lines going on in this one like there is in if the If I could Jedi. think straight, you'd be burying yourself in a body bag, but that's okay. I'll assert that Nick's right in that not a lot happens in these movies. However, that's an issue with all of Star Wars, so take that with a grain of salt. All right, yeah. Not a lot happens in any Star Wars. What, what, what really so happens? You're saying the franchise sucks. No, no, I'm saying that that's an that's... issue with pacing in the Star Wars writers. 
Okay. In in arguably what happens in Revenge of the Sith, that's like super, like fast paced and like they're getting a lot done. It's oh, old man talks to young boy. Come to dark side. No, come to dark side. No, come to dark side. Okay. <laughs> And then there's a big, cool fight. That's what Star Wars essentially boils down to. I have a timer set for the sequel debates, but I'm going to turn it off because w- w- this How isn't official. even going to go as planned. How official. Finn <laughs> touching a lightsaber was pathetic. He should never touch a lightsaber. Um, Finn shouldn't touch anything. Finn should touch his grave. He should never touch Rey. Um, no, he's creepy. But Rey, um, take, take my hand. Don't touch me. <laughs> That's an actual it's, line in the movie. It's pathetic that he puts up a fight with Kylo Ren. No, t- okay, Kylo Ren toys with him, I think. I think it's like a hatred. Like, he just killed his dad. It's like a dark side thing, really sort of encompassing that Darth Vader-esque. He's and trying then, to cuck him. And then Finn kind of hurts him, right? And then after that, he just, like, cuts Finn right up the spine. Yeah, and he doesn't die. Yeah, I don't understand. When I watched the movie, You're I You're going to tell me they're not going to have him dead. kill Finn? I think he should have killed Finn. I think he should have killed Finn. There are so many Finn. good opportunities in the movies for Finn There's to so die. There's so many opportunities for Kylo Ren to just be even more of a, you know, savage than he already exactly. is. And they don't do it. And every time they set up Finn's death, it completes They'd him as a They'd rather show him crying. And then Rey comes in. I am Rey. sad. Rey's able to defend herself a little bit better, and then Kylo forces her to a cliff. And Rey's like, I'll tap into the Force. And then she just goes, okay, so I'm not going to fight like Luke Skywalker anymore. And she just stabs him. And and she fights him the way she knows how, and it's good, because Kylo Ren's never trained against this unusual style of fighting, number one. And they bring up in the sequel to this film, yeah, Kylo Ren is unbalanced, and everyone makes fun of him for losing to her. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So it's it's not that far-fetched to think that Rey could, like, hold her own. I mean, Kylo Ren's never been in a lightsaber fight before. Yes, he has. Also, no, he, he slaughtered a bunch of Luke's students, where and that's did, about where, it. Where, That's a fight. They didn't just sit there and go, okay, I guess we're going to die now. Well, then they must have been the second <laughs> worst the Jedis legs. ever. Well, They're worse than that guy on, uh, on Geonosis. I'll say it. You are worse than that guy on Geonosis. <laughs> um, I want to point out. Where did like, Finn learn to use a lightsaber? He didn't. Exactly. So why is he mediocre at it, at least? He he knows he how to swing a bat. He should be like, yeah. whoa. And plus, he, he did have military training. so I like. Yeah, I'm sure that they gave them lightsabers at the Stormtrooper boot camp. I'm, well, there's that one guy who goes, traitor. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, they have They're melee trained with weapons melee weapons. Space. I think it's different when it's... One amazing. thing I think we can all appreciate, right? Uh, here's one that's not debatable, He's not proficient in exotic weapons. That's your D&D reference for all you nerds out there. The chemistry between Han and Chewbacca is fantastic. The chemistry between Leia and Han is fantastic. Oh, I got sad when they were together again. Exactly. It's it's heartwarming and heartbreaking all at the same time. Harrison's Ford for kind of like my life. Har- Harrison Ford. His performance Harrison is, is stellar, right? Even though he didn't want to be in this movie. Welcome to Star Wars. Dying yeah, then he saw rise. the paycheck. Harrison Ford just wants to be dead at this point, I think. Yes. Well, he still gets paid whether or not he does a good job or a bad job. I think my favorite Tim campaigning after this movie came. I was like, they finally killed me off. Yay. <laughs> um, I hate this franchise. Yay. He's he's really fun in this movie. And they, they really do a good job at being the comic relief. Well, he's the best scene in the movie. He is the best ben! scene in the movie. Ben. We'll get into that. I'm going to talk about the lighting, and it's going to irritate Nick, but it's 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 awesome. Um, ben. I love, the, I love this, this one line in The Force Awakens where – 
Ray's like again meeting Santa Claus. Like, oh, Santa Claus is real, but it's with Han, and he's like, she's like, oh, you're a war hero, and Finn's like, oh, I thought he was a smuggler, and then. They asked Chewbacca because Han's like down the hallway at this point, and Chewbacca's like, I don't know. Like he shrugs and like. I don't know if he said that explicitly. What? No, he makes. Uh, yeah, him out of space. <laughs> um, and that's hilarious. Like that's it's not forced. It's just like casual Chewbacca being obnoxious. Like uh. I love, yeah, he doesn't care. It's, um, he's harassing Han. They're funny in this movie. Han's like, uh, we'll do what we always do. We'll talk our way out of it. Chewbacca does his Tim Allen noise. And then Han's like, yes, I do. Like, it's, it's just funny. The banter's good. Um, anything else? They, they go to Mas Kanata's place. Ray gets the lightsaber. The lightsaber scene, really cool. I like that. I'm a big fan of how the Force is depicted in these movies. The Force has sound in the sequels, by the way, which it may have had before, but I wasn't particularly paying attention until this one. And I think that's a nice touch. That they're sort of adding these sound effects in. It's different. I like that. Um, she has this trippy, like, force dream. It's kind of cool. They got all those actors back in there. You've heard it all before. It's nice. It's cool. And then she's intimidated by the force, the force, which I like a lot, too, because it sets up her character well for being weak and, like, very, oh, man, very vulnerable to the dark side. Today, Junior. I know. I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm tired. Um, you did watch 18 hours of Star Wars this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, the Trippy Force stuff is cool. I like that. She's intimidated by it. It's a nice character touch. Um, that's all I have to that. Um, anything else wanted to be added before we move on? To yeah, Just to uh, the next scene. We still have a while in this movie, so I'm just trying no, to... No, no. That's all, that's all I have. All right. Um, they find their way back to the Rebels. Uh, Rey is taken by Kylo Ren. Not really a whole lot happens between her and Kylo Ren. Besides the fact that Kylo's always been great at manipulating her, um, he sort of jabs at her. She straight up tells him, you'll never be as good as Darth Vader, which stings the most in this movie because this is the movie where he wants to be like Darth Vader the most. You'll never be like Darth Vader. And he goes, I'm going to go to a different room and cry. I'm going to go to <laughs> my granddad's. I how much they make him cry. I'm so scared of him. Uh, I'm scared of the dark side. They make me sad because I'm not Darth Vader. Granted, I love Kylo Ren's character, and I think there's a lot to him, but you can easily make fun of him for being such a whiny baby. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think that, that really helps his character in the next film whenever he just starts going, like, haywire. Uh, so they go back to the Resistance. They're like, yo, we're going to go blow up Starkiller Base. We're going to get Ray back. And they let Han, this like 80-year-old man at this point, headline this mission, which I think is funny. Um, even though he hasn't been around the Resistance for like ever, right? He pieces out as soon as Ben turns to the dark side. And they go around. Anyone want to add to the Starkiller Base? Because it's arguably like the biggest scene in the movie. I, I like the scene where before they like go in and start setting the charges they're outside and Chewbacca goes oh and Han Solo looks back at him and goes you're cold <laughs> <laughs> like I said they're great in this movie um I guess the biggest thing that happens on Starkiller base is Han dies right um he sees Ben on the bridge ben! He, he, yeah, he lets out that Ben um which is I don't know. I like it. Also, when he sees Kylo Ren for the first time on Maz Kanata's planet, whatever the heck 
I don't remember the name of it, but uh, the acting by Harrison Ford there, fantastic. Um, I really like that. Ben. When he meets Kylo Ren on the bridge, this is once the once again by a bottomless pit. By a bottomless pit. Nick's theory confirmed. Um, the the acting. This is the weakest we see Kylo Ren. It's really nice. Tears streaming down his face. He's he's seeing his father for the first time in who knows how long, with the intentions of probably killing him. At this point, there is a door that Finn and Ray are at above the bridge, right? Garrett Garrett's already getting upset because I explained this last night and why it's great, right? Um, half of Kylo Ren's face is lit in blue with natural light, and the other half is lit in red by just the inside of the the building there, and. <laughs> It's great. It's someone put a lot of thought into this and it's awesome. And he struggles and he's about to give Han Solo his lightsaber. And as soon as he makes this decision, like I have to kill my dad, it's the only way I'll find peace. The door behind them gets blocked out. The blue lighting goes away. There's nothing but red lighting on the two of them. Kylo Ren is fully consumed by the dark side at this point, stabs Han Solo. Han Solo raises his hand touches his son's face, forgives him for killing him, and dies. And it is awesome. He should have made the Lego Star Wars death noise that Yoda does. (laughs) 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 Whatever he died. Every bit of that scene is awesome. Um, Then you get the Rey and Kylo Ren fight. Oh. Oh. Which we sort of touched on already. That is movie, like, bliss. So we'll go around, I think. Because we've gone, we've been on the Force Awakens for a while. That's partially my bad. Yes, we have. Majority my bad. Um, let's go around. Nick, favorite part? Han Solo dying. Ben. <laughs> Mostly because of that, but also just as John said, it's a very emotional scene, and for probably the only time in these two movies, I actually felt something. Garrett. Other than anger. My favorite thing is and the disappointment. Ray and wondering what could have been done differently. The, 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 you know what? Go, never mind. Go ahead. The Ray Kylo Ren fight, just because of how well choreographed it is, how much thought went into the fightingness of it, fightingness, the fighting scenes. It's just, it's beautiful. It's like, it's like poetry. It rhymes. That's a George Lucas quote. Ah, uh, George Lucas. Um, I want you to know that I am a part of Jeffrey Epstein's ring. Go ahead. <laughs> um. I don't know what my favorite part of the movie is, and I don't want to like rip anyone's off because I, I, I like Han Solo's death and, and I like the lightsaber fight. But I think the relationship established between Rey and Han Solo is a great part of the movie. Um, you really see him open up to her and her open up to him. Are you my daddy? And really establishes her character and really establishes a softer side of Han that we don't always get to see. So I like that. I think that's a great part of the movie. Soft Han Solo. All right, so I guess we'll move on to the one that's going to cause the most pain and bloodshed. Oh, God, Nick's head's already down. (laughs) Garrett, I realized I really went on a lot of tangents there, right? So in this one, I want you to guide the conversation. Oh no! You kick off the plot, step by step. You're leading this one. All right, so I'm leading this one, and I'm going to disclose to our viewers that I completely forgot a scene was at the beginning of this movie. We walk in to the Last Jedi, and it opens in space. 
and probably one of the worst scenes in the entire movie. It sucks. And you know why it sucks? As Poe's approaching a ship and he's like, "Uh, can I speak to uh, General Hux? And General Hux is like, you are speaking to me. And he's going all furious and Poe's like, okay, I can wait. Can you connect him? It's just not at all funny. Stupid. It's not at all funny. It's it not. Is it's so essentially the Hitler of space, and they're making him out to be a joke. In, However, in, what you find out... I'm going to keep guiding this so we can okay, get through okay, this. Okay. What you find out is that he's actually been doing this as a distraction so that he could speed up, get really close, and take out their guns so that bomber ships can come in. As he's doing that, and he's like going through, they tell him, Hey, stop. We don't need to do it anymore. We're going to lose lives if you do this. He's like... No, I'm Han Solo. I do what I want. And then Leia looks like, oh, God, he's like my husband. <laughs> As he takes the bombers in, the one bomber makes it, blows up the ship. Yay. He's like, yeah, we did it. And then you see Leia sadly looking as like 14 people have died. I in kept the- count. It's 14 people dead at least. <laughs> it's 14 Poe wants to be a clown. And it also sets up a certain character we'll get to later. Um, two p- quick points I'm gonna make to this. General Hux is cool in The Force Awakens. He's just like this extremist, like he's off the walls, right? And they just continuously make him look like a fool in this movie, and I hate that. It ruins his character. Second point, Poe still sucks. He sucks worse in this movie. He's still not funny. He doesn't do anything. So then we move on to the planet where Ray finds. Does do they ever name it? I don't know off the top of my head. It's essentially the planet that's the original Jedi Temple, which is cool to see. It's extremely cool to see. But it kind of, it picks up right where the last movie left off. Ray handing Luke the lightsaber, dramatic music. And the goblin himself throws the lightsaber behind him and walks away. I like the I like sort of distraught Luke in this movie, but I don't like him throwing the lightsaber because again, it's just another forced ha ha. It's a forced haha, and essentially Ryan Johnson throughout this entire thing went, I want to subvert expectations. And you shouldn't go in saying that. You should just do it and not make that your goal to do for everything. I agree. But uh, Ray's chasing him around going, I want you to train me. I want you to train me. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. I just will not train you. And it keeps cutting back and forth with the resistance the resistance in this movie is actually probably the worst parts. I agree. It's very dull. They're just kind of like going back and forth of, we're running out of fuel, so we better run. And that's what they kind of introduce there. They go back. Ray's still falling around Luke like a lost toy. Ray, or never mind, I'm sorry. Hmm? I, I got characters mixed up. I was thinking of Finn because I had it written in my notes, and you said following around like a lost puppy the way Finn does with Ray. Um, again, first things out of his mouth, where's Ray? Where's Ray? After he gets out of the incubator thing. Yeah. And starts squirting all over the place. For a forced haha again. Forced haha. Uh, I forget. Why does Luke start training Ray again? Um, uh, it's honestly slipping my mind right now. That's just, it's just this bolt movie's not He as goes cool. into the Millennium Falcon. He sneaks up in there. And he sees R2-D2. And R2-D2 oh, plays yeah. the... I forgot this scene was in the movie. And yeah. I really like it. Yeah. But they gloss over it so much. He plays the Princess Leia message from A New Hope, and it's it's very I like it a lot. It's very he's good. Like, then I will train you, and he starts training her. There's this kind of cute bonding things that they do, 
And then she starts getting visions of Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's like, hello. I can see you. Where are you? I can't see your surroundings. Oh, God, I hate this. It's creepy. It's Kylo Ren's creepy. It's, I wouldn't mind awesome. these as much if they didn't have the weird voice effects on them. Ray. Like, it, it sounds like that, in all honesty. It's like me when I wake up from surgery. <laughs> and, like, every sound is, like, magnifies. Like, where are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? I like it's like that lot. SpongeBob episode with the time machine thing in the one room he's in. Oh, when they're in the future. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, hello. that one. And I understand why they do it, but they do it like eight times. I. And it's annoying you, after a while. You and I talked about this last night. I agree that it's, it kind of goes on too long, but it's easily it, it's a very good part of the movie. So I know it bothers you, but I don't mind that it's in there as much as it is. Because I think that it really establishes the relationship between these two characters. You're not going to have Kylo Ren, someone who doesn't really have trust in a lot of people because a lot of people let him down, begin to trust Rey without the surplus of scenes here, establishing that. And you're not going to have Rey, someone who hates Kylo Ren, think, I can redeem this person without that. I think it's done very well. And in all honesty, there's not a whole lot of plot points that happen in this movie. It's a lot of, okay, she's training, they're running out, so here's like, it's very character interaction based in these movies. I also love distraught Luke, as I mentioned earlier. Oh, and then we find out why he's distraught and why Kylo Ren's edgy McEdge face. Luke kind of acts like a less coked out version of Yoda. When kind of, he yeah. first meets Ray. Well, I mean, he's sipping he, that blue milk. And he and like, sips that <laughs> thing from the udder of that animal and starts <laughs> laughing like a crazy man. He's like, eh, goblin. The force really does a number in your mind, apparently. <laughs> he, it's, it's odd. It's very odd. But we find out, oh, Luke is afraid of Kylo Ren because Kylo Ren was going to the dark side and he saw too much Vader in him, so he tried to kill him in his sleep. Kylo Ren just sees his uncle trying to kill him in his sleep, and that's the final straw for him to lose all trust in the light side. Keeping in mind, his mother and his dad sent him to Luke. Uncle Goblin's house. Uncle Goblin's house, because Mark Hamill looks like a goblin. It's been an ongoing joke since we've been watching the movies. But yeah, he can't trust his parents anymore. He can't trust his uncle. He goes to Snoke, who at the beginning of this movie tells him, you're not good enough. You lost to somebody who you were imbalanced. Exactly. She barely touched a lightsaber. So everyone that Kylo Ren puts faith into is just horrible to him. And again, what makes him gaining this trust in Rey so important and so good? And then we also find out that there's a new commander for because Kylo Ren makes an attack on the... Uh, rebellion ships. Oh boy! And we get one of the most hated scenes, as he blows up. Well, no, actually, Kylo Ren specifically does not shoot as he go- he senses Leia is in the ship, where he's about to shoot, and he doesn't. So two ships come next to him and blow it up, and Leia goes flying off into space. She's freezing over, and then. They weaken at Bernie's or in, back into the ship. Worst scene in the franchise. I won't argue that. I don't like it. I don't like watching it. I think it's kind of, it looks bad. It's stupid. It's what, painful. What I think would have worked better. If she was 
you know, doing it from a shorter distance, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that woman crosses like eight football fields in the Potomac <laughs> River. Well, they essentially needed this for two reasons. They wanted to say Leia was Force-sensitive so that later, whenever she's talking with Luke, like, she's like, Luke? Luke like, Luke, that Luke, they could Luke. set that up. Yeah. And they also needed her to be hurt so that in the end she could come in and do the thing with Poe. Yeah. However. They couldn't have thought of a better way? The multi-billion dollar company? Like I said, if they had a space car hitter, it would have been better. <laughs> if somebody, if like R2-D2 went, whoops, and accidentally slammed Why didn't slammed you just like, you know, force choke Poe or something when he's being a disrespectful, you know, Jack? You can censor that later. That doesn't matter. A Jack Bup. Yeah, just, just put, or put <laughs> in know, a Star Wars sound like Why not? Thing. I, obviously, they wouldn't do that because she's not, you know, a Sith or something yeah. along those lines. But, I mean, even if there's she, simpler ways they could have done it. Like, I don't think they need to make it some grand spectacle. Because regardless just kinda, of how you did it, you would have been like, whoa, she could use the Force. Even if she looked at somebody and went, you're lying to me. And you know, she's like, what? And she's like, the Force. And then later they do the Luke. And she's like, Luke? Like, that would have been so much better than flying through space. <laughs> um... During this time, they introduced Admiral Holda, and I Hold think up. or Hodor, I, no, Hodor with her purple clean. hair. They they introduced Hodor the new holds Admiral. the door. Everyone dissed on her when the movie came out, and I didn't even like her when I first watched it either. But then, upon this rewatch, I was like, "Wow, she's not a bad character. She's a good leader. Um, she doesn't put up with Poe's crap, even though Poe is like just trying to be a hero. And she like overall, she's kind of cool." She doesn't put up with it. She's a good character, and I think she's underappreciated and shouldn't get the hate that she does. Um, but as that's going on, uh, Poe, Finn, and everyone's favorite Rose. The introduction of Rose oh my blows my mind. She runs into Finn and says, oh, you're Finn. And then she refers to him as the Finn. And I started thinking, what has Finn done? Nothing. He got in a lightsaber battle with uh. Kylo he got Ren. his ass kicked. Yeah, but they don't need to know that. But the, it, it's just he—he he does nothing. I'm not playing devil's advocate. It's he so spends garbage, the whole but... Force Awakens running away. Like I can't, I can't be in this war. I, I got to get out of here. I got to run away. And then the first thing he does at the beginning of the movie is try to run away again. What about this man makes you look up to him? He's not a hero. He sucks. I don't like he Finn. He better die next movie. Rose shouldn't like Finn. That's how you conclude his character arc. This man who spends his entire life running away from things, and they set it up perfectly at the end of The Last Jedi, where he's literally running into his fate head on. He's actually facing it, right? That's how you kill a character like that. That's how you complete his arc. The only way you complete that is if he dies. Kylo Ren should have killed him. He ran away from the First Order. At the end, he comes back. He takes on the First Order as a hero. And he dies. Meanwhile, on Jedi Temple Planet. Finn sucks. We'll go back to Jedi Temple Planet because that's a good part of the movie. Uh, Ray goes into the dark side temple, sees some stuff that scares her, possibly setting up that she's a clone, but that's a conspiracy theory for a later day. And then um, she's like, okay, I've had enough of Luke lying to me. She beats him down. He tells her what's going on. And she's like, I'm going to go save him. Okay, one thing before we leave the Jedi planet, right? Um, The scene of the first lesson of Rey training, she's sitting on that rock 
meditating oh, with Luke. Uh, no, no, I'm not going into the rock theory. No, I, we don't have time for the you, rock theory. Can you never mention it to me ever <laughs> again? Ray lifts rocks the first time she touches out with the no. force. And then at the end of the movie, she lifts bigger rocks to show her growth. Anyway. It's um, stupid. <laughs> she's meditating and she reaches out and they do this sort of like montage of the force. And Luke describes it to her the way that Obi-Wan described it to him almost. And it's a really good scene. It really sort of does the chemistry between these two characters justice. And I like it a lot. Before we leave Jedi planet, as it's raining, like Luke goes, okay, I'm going to burn down the Jedi temple. And he appears <laughs> Yoda's back and he's ready to mess with Luke. Luke can't bring himself to light the building on fire. So Yoda blasts it with a lightning bolt. And it blows him back. He goes in to save the sacred text, and it just, and he flies away. By the way, I don't, because they do this really quickly, but Ray snagged the sacred texts. They're in the Falcon. The sacred text. Yeah. Um. But uh, Yoda goes, you know, you're a fool. You shouldn't lose Ray because she'll go to the dark side. And Luke goes, ah, you're right, Yoda. You're always right. And he goes off then to help. During this time as well, they're on Casino Planet. Can we just not talk about the Casino Planet? The Casino Planet sucks. You don't need to watch it. I, you could skip you over can, it. You can skip past those parts in the movie and still get the same context. Yeah. But uh, they get captured because <sighs> the guy that they recruit on Casino Planet is a bad guy. He's working for the Empire. Damn. He wants money. He is the best Star Wars character in years. Oh, oh, I just made that connection. All right. Thank you. <laughs> good job, Nick. That was a good one. What's the humming? I was paying attention. He was humming the bad guy by Billie Eilish because you said DJ is a bad guy. Cause um, uh, but we, he betrays them. BB-8 does some hunk and dumb stuff. BB-8 hacks into a walker and just starts blowing up this ship that they're on and it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen bb-8 right in in the force awakens he's this cute little messenger droid he makes a good like sidekick to r2d2 who's only in the movie for like five minutes but like still they, they're they're fun together right and in this movie he just he's in it's it's frustrating he shoots a bunch of guys with coins and for some reason it it, it, it like takes them down bb-8's like so blown up in this movie why? The rebels are escaping down to a planet where there's really cool visuals. That's what they, I don't know the name of it, so that's what it's going to be called. And they're starting to blast on him. So, purple hair lady goes, you know what? I'm going to do the coolest thing in Star We didn't Wars. talk about Snoke. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. All right. Oh, boy. He and bullies she, Kylo Ren. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to do this cool thing. So we go to Snoke. We'll go to Snoke before then because right. it's important to know how that fight ends. Yeah. So, Rey is captured, of course, when she goes to save Kylo. They go to Snoke. He Snoke's does like, a series of very intriguing force maneuvers on her. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He pulls her in real close, touches her face, holds He's her in. creepy. When he holds her in the air for like 20 minutes, it looks really bad, but it's pretty cool also. It is. Um, my favorite is when she, she f like, tries to go for the lightsaber so that she can kill him, which, by the way, mm -hmm. I love that Rey is very, like, emotional, right? In the Return of the Jedi scene where the Emperor's like, go ahead, Luke, kill me. Luke's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Snoke's like, go ahead, kill me. Rey goes for it like three separate times. She's very emotional, and she's so close to turning to the dark side. All it's going to take is one horrible thing to happen, 
and enough manipulation from Kylo Ren, she could go dark. And then Finn becomes a Jedi. If Finn becomes a Jedi, I'll never watch Star Wars again, mark my words. Any of them? None of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but as this is happening, she gets hit in the back of the head with the lightsaber. That's funny. It's that That's not a forced haha. That's just funny. Yeah. Because Snoke's just straight up goofing on her. So... He's like, all right. Too bad she you can. can't tell when someone's turning a lightsaber right next to him. Kylo turns the lightsaber as he's going to kill, kill in quotations, Ray, Which he would never do. Yeah, he wouldn't kill his girl. And he then, has faith in her. She's been supportive of him through these connections that they're having. It's good. He, he turns her lightsaber, turns it on, stabs Snoke, and pulls it out. Snoke falls in half. I love that that's just in the background, him going... <laughs> And then they fight the guards in one of the most brutal yet horribly choreographed fight scenes. And then... But it's so cool. At, at I the agree same time, it's horribly choreographed, but it's so cool. At the same time, they turn around a ship and go light speed through a Star Destroyer. Which is the coolest visual in the entire movie. I like how it goes silent during that scene. Yeah, I like that a lot. It too. goes silent because it, nobody's done that before. She saves the rebels getting down to the planet before, you know... Hux and Co. come down and they're like, we're ready to kill you. Can I go back to the throne room and wrap up? Yeah, go ahead. How about when uh, Ray turns into Peyton Manning and throws, throws a perfect dime of a lightsaber to Kylo Ren? Um, I like that. I like when he, when he stabs her in the or stabs that guy in the face. What a pathetic death. <laughs> the conversation that he has with Ray after this is great. Um, it's some of the better acting from Daisy Ridley. Um, just looks utterly defeated that this kid is just gone that you know he's like he's like look like we don't have to like he's not obviously coming to the light side in this movie um and he's like ray lets him down and it's the last straw for him and i like that i i think that i don't see how kylo ren can turn to the light side at this point i think ray could still go dark but i don't know how you can bring kylo ren to the light side um but yeah, the conversation they have is really nice. The lightsaber, like tug of war, cool. It kind of looks dumb, but it's it's impactful. That lightsaber symbolic. It's 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 a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you mock me, Nick. Uh huh. Garrett, I'll let you go back. Just... They kill off the most powerful character. Oh, oh, wait. And most intriguing character in the most pathetic way they possibly could have done it. And I understand you can make the argument he's being blind to it and got cocky. What a crappy way to kill off a very intriguing character that you did nothing with a movie and a half in. Garrett? Missed opportunity there to do that. He was incredibly intriguing. I wanted to know more about him. And, uh, yeah, he just doesn't notice a lightsaber moving next to him, and it kills him. So that's really cool. I'm glad that they were that lazy. I like Snoke a lot in these rewatches, and I was bummed to see that sort of waste of potential, if you will. But Garrett had an argument on the way home oh, that I bet Snoke he did. needed to die. Garrett, oh, wanna, I bet he did. That? And I bet it's some with Kylo Ren needs to push himself over the edge and assert that he's in charge. Why did Why did Snoke need to die? I don't remember. That was at 2.30 in the morning. Well, Garrett, thanks for that. Um, anyway. False advertising here on Where's the News. <laughs> well, you know, I feel Snoke needed... Where's the answer? Hold on, give me a second. I think I remember vaguely kind of what it was. It was that Snoke essentially needs to die in the series... Because look at somebody like the Emperor who steals the show. The Emperor is this big enemy. Like Everyone's like, oh, okay, so Snoke's going to be a new Emperor. But then he gets killed by Kylo Ren. 
Kylo Ren isn't Darth Vader anymore. He's grown past his, I'm Darth Vader. No, he doesn't serve a Dark Lord or anything. That's what Snoke kept saying is, you'll never be Darth Vader because you're not listening to me good enough. Ben, you gotta listen to your stepdaddy. You okay? I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but that's essentially what he does. He goes, you you aren't listening to me. I, I so, understand that, but I still think it's stupid. And they didn't do anything they, with there's him. There's so much more to do with that character. They didn't do anything with him because ultimately Snoke is like somebody's college professor for the Force. John Blinn brought that up last night. He's like, oh, he's like a big college professor of the Force. And I'm, I thought it was he's stupid. He's way too into it. <laughs> I thought it was stupid at the time, but as we go forward, it's just he doesn't. He's not really a Jedi. He's just he's just some dude. He's some dude who's like knows the Force. Like at least Palpatine was a Sith, and that's where you get that like dynamic of he knows everything and he's a combatant Snoke doesn't really have anything good going for him to, to wrap that one up just before because I know this debate going on all have you day seen his face um <laughs> it looks like Nick sloth from the Goonies I agree that I would have liked to see more of Snoke Thank because you. I think he had potential thank you it's but as time. as to Garrett I also think I don't know Garrett's to point see is fair yeah. but he was very intriguing which is a word I've probably used to describe him eight times in the last two minutes. I just would have liked to know more about him. And then I this just felt like I was getting to know him, <laughs> and he left. This scene concludes with one of the best lines, um, I think, in the movie, let the past die, kill it if you have to. It's the only way you can be who you were meant to be. And I think that's powerful for Ray, whose sole purpose in this trilogy so far has been, what's my role? Who do I need to be in this? And it's even better because he can't follow his own advice. Exactly. Because they get down on this planet, the Russian tours it, they don't get to blow up the cannon, they blow a hole in the door. Who walks out? Luke Skywalker, looking 20 years younger. Hey. There's your first sign that it's not actually Luke. But he walks out, they blast him to high, high hell, and then he goes, he just kind of flicks some dust off of his shoulders. So Kylo Ren gets down, fights with him, slices through him. It's just a hologram, just like Obi-Wan. And the best line in the movie, see you later, kid, from Luke Skywalker. That's like rested. From Han Solo, by the way. Yes. See, see you later, kid. Shoulder dust off. You also forgot the line with Ray and, uh, or not Ray, Rose and Finn. When they oh, crash, yeah. <laughs> and they go, well, fighting is about protecting the ones we love. And then, and boom! Then immediately <laughs> after, the Empire definitely killed, or the First Order definitely killed, like, two people because Re or Rose decided she wanted to be in love with Finn, for whatever reason. Um, Oops. Luke, at the end here, this is some of the best Luke, right? You Like, Luke has flaws. He's failed. But deep down, he's still that hero who loves his friends and that he needs to be. he's still a better character than Rey. No, not at all. The you're reunion. a clown. Ray's a better you're character. You're actually than a clown. <laughs> Anakin's a better character. I will go than Luke. buy face paint at Dollar Tree and let you paint your face <laughs> like a clown because that's how much of a clown you are. This Luke is, is the worst of the three protagonists of the trilogies. Oh, you, oh my stop, god! Stop, stop, Anakin. Okay, can you can you agree Anakin's better than Luke? Anakin has more depth to his character than Luke does. He goes through a more significant change. Yeah, I'll give you that. The arc I think is better. The arc is better, but would you say is more interesting as, like, a person? You're, you're more interested in what happens to Anakin than you would be, like, 
oh, Luke's going through to save his friends? I mean, yeah. Okay. But I always have had, you know, a, a very, you know, I don't know how to word this in a PG way. Um, I've always had a soft spot for Anakin. Yeah, that works. Kayla, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for guys who are for, for bad guys. Now, why Nick likes look at, now look at Ray. Ray's entire, granted during is the that she of, wants to be Luke Skywalker, but with no. boobs. No, that's not what her journey is about. Her journey is about finding out who she is. And in this movie, they go, "You're nobody," and she about bursts into tears she does. right there. Yeah, she does. The fact that she's not special. The fact that like, oh, this is just some sh- this is Aladdin, basically, of Star Wars. Everyone else is the Sultans. And then you have Aladdin, who's just some street rat who's stabbing people like with a shank. She shanks Kylo Ren. She takes her lightsaber and shanks him in the shoulder. Oh yeah. In the Force Awakens. Um, I think that going off of Garrett's argument before we get too too sidetracked. Oh, here we go. Because this is gonna come. This this is gonna preface. Here we go. Our upcoming. Garrett movie makes debate. one crazy comment and talks in a soft voice, and all of a sudden he's got a great point. No. I think Garrett's point is that Ray doesn't need to be anyone, and I think that's what makes her special, right? That's what makes her an interesting character. J.J. Abrams going to make her a clone. I like that theory, though. And that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that in the next movie, they're going to make Ray somebody, and she doesn't need to be. I'm afraid more people are going to tell me Kylo Ren's better than Anakin Skywalker. I mean, here's where this conspiracy theory is coming from for our listeners. Essentially, in a lot of the lore of Star Wars that they've been setting up, like behind the scenes in the books... They repeatedly mentioned Palpatine was trying to make another Anakin where it's like Metachlorian baby. And everyone's like, okay, well, that's interesting. Like, did he do it? And they're like, oh, we know all of it except for one, the testing facility on Jakku. No. And it's like, oh. I don't like and then Ray sees her fear in that cave because that's what, like, dark temples do. And it's just all of the same Ray. But they don't move like a reflection. That theory would make me very upset. They don't move like a reflection. They move a little you know bit after each upset? other and interact with each other. She's Garrett a clone. telling me that Luke Skywalker is not as good as Rey. Look, that's Luke Skywalker isn't day. a good protagonist. I don't care about that. He is He's a, a ma- much better character. He's a Mary Sue created by George Lucas so that he could feel cool. They're both Mary Sues. Every every character in Star Wars. The every, man legit kills his dad. Every protagonist Almost. in Star Wars is is a Mary Sue. So well, every, everyone's yeah, already Anakin's supposed valid, to be no Force Jesus. You, can, you, you, ha, you need to have a certain amount of skill with each character. No respect for the original movies from either of you clowns. What do you mean? I respect the original movies a great deal. Luke's not you. Luke, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Ray. Imagine. Look yourself in the mirror and try to go to bed tonight <laughs> knowing that that's your opinion. Luke Skywalker. I'll I'll put it like this then. Luke Skywalker comes from a time period where character writing wasn't as in-depth or as skillful. It was, okay, all he has to do is fill the role of hero. He is a hero. Which he did phenomenally. Yes, he's a good hero. Okay. But as a protagonist, as somebody more in-depth, it's a curse of the times. He wasn't a very in-depth character. Yes, he had... He had daddy issues. What more do you want? Oh, I'm sorry, he's not like every 14-year-old girl. <laughs> well, yeah. 
He's the bad guy. <laughs> Good God. Anyways. Um, Imagine fighting your dad, blowing up the Death Star just so this kid can go, you're not as cool as Ray, <laughs> who's done nothing. But Ray has more depth as a character. I don't care about that. Well, you don't have to. It's a statement. It's my opinion. Regardless, Luke is like, still cool in the end of the last. Is Jedi. there more depth? Maybe I don't think. Th- I, Luke has more. Go, I like Ray better than I like Luke Skywalker. That's asinine. I will say the development that Luke gets in these movies redeems him a lot. I'm saying in the original, and trilogy, I'm counting those too. If you count these ones, then Luke is a very interesting character, and he's better than Ray. But Ray got more done in shorter amount of time. You were supposed to moderate what this. Did she get, what did she <laughs> Agent get done? Agent of Chaos, baby. Um, can Good we? God, we, we could go about this all day. So we gotta okay. cut this one off. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Um, Luke, I, I want to address the fact that Luke and Leia's reunion is very nice, very good dialogue. He gives her Han's dice, which we find out later a hologram as well. Um, he winks at C-3PO, kind of funny, but just the that classic Luke charisma you would expect. Well, um, I mean, he he winks at C-3PO because C-3PO is the only one who would go. Master Luke, you don't look how you looked the last time I saw you. Um, and then as he's walking out to face Kylo Ren, um, another lighting trick, the rebels are in the shadow. Once Luke passes them, they stand up with hope, and then their faces are lit. Nice details. Oh, yeah. Sodded. It's cool. Um, what else? Is there anything else? Uh, no, the end of the movie ends with, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, Kylo. Your message is left on red. Oh, my God. Ultimate prank by Luke. Like, <laughs> Kylo, clearly struggling with killing his dad in this movie, picks up the Han Solo dice, which are explained in Solo, but, like, it, it doesn't matter. I know that they're significant to Kylo. He knows whose dice they are. And then one final F you from Luke as those dice fade away. You killed your dad. You don't get the satisfaction. And I think with that, let's go around. I know this is going to hurt Nick. Favorite parts? I'll go last. <laughs> Garrett? If I have to give my favorite part, it's probably... It's probably Luke's development in this movie. Just the kind of way that they show... The kind of like theories and the undertones of the original three. Bringing those to a forefront and going, this is what old Luke would be like. Um two things that I want to mention. I basically touched upon everything that I liked. Um, the music continues to be great. I don't even know why I need to mention it at this point because it's just it's expected. Kylo Ren's theme song is fantastic. Ray's theme song is not quite as good, but still very good. Um, and finally, to wrap things up uh, on my end of things, because I've been meaning to, t- to talk about this in each episode, Chewbacca has had the worst existence out of everyone in Star Wars. He suffered through the Clone Wars. All of his friends got killed there. Um, then the Empire captured him, and he had to eat living people for them. That's messed up. Oh, here then he forms a relationship with Han Solo for, like, I don't know, a couple decades at least, and watches his best friend get stabbed by his son. Probably, like, Chewbacca's probably, like, Kylo Ren's godfather, so that's messed up. Chewbacca definitely has it the worst off in his entire franchise. Nick, what's your favorite part? I strongly disliked when General Hux was a victim of Disney humor. 
Yeah, I agree. He was I a strongly good dislike that. I strongly dislike how the First Order looks like a bunch of clowns in this movie. I'm well aware the Empire also looks like a bunch of clowns, but I like to think they would have learned from those mistakes, especially because they get introduced so well in these movies, especially in the beginning of The Force Awakens, only to be duped by some guy on the McDonald's drive through call, duping you know, Hux and them to not pay their attention, and then he single-handedly destroys all this crap on this ship. Um, that's pretty unfortunate. Um, Leia floating around in the sky is absolutely disgraceful. It's terrible. Um, it's lazy. It's terrible. I don't have any more words, uh, words for it. Rose and Finn going to the Las Vegas planet is probably the only good thing about this movie. They should have stayed. Just wait, kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Just kidding. Oh, just just kidding. Be, that, that's oh, bad. Oh. That was awful. What happens? I don't Vegas even pay attention to that scene Vegas. because I watched it the first time and knew that nothing happened. So I zoned out for the rest of it this time. Um, anybody can use the force too. just anybody. Yeah, if but that's, that's it. always been that I way. Know, I know it's always been that way, but now everybody's doing it. It's like heroin. I mean, the only person who does it that you that couldn't already do it is the broom kid at the end, but he's just some force-sensitive kid who doesn't matter. And also, Exactly, and that's the problem with also, it. He doesn't matter, so why are we seeing this? Because a lot, ki- a lot of kids oh, survived. Okay. Yeah. A lot of kids specifically survived Order 66. So, yeah. like, that's probably some force-sensitive kid's kid. Awesome. Wonderful. Great. You know I, what? I, I'm okay with you just saying everything you didn't like about it. I feel like that was... I like Kylo Ren's character after Snoke dies. Yeah. He's Beep. scary. He's scary afterwards. Yeah, Use Star Wars sounds every time you edit this and just cut me saying that out. Especially when he throws Hux. I know, but I have so much to edit out with this podcast. <laughs> this one's going to take the longest because I have to yeah, put George Jar Binks going, well. Oh, well. Annie Bobani. Um... So this leads us to the next one, which will definitely be a short topic. This is the finale, and I'm okay with this one going longer because it's the finale, which is why I haven't really cut us short. Um, let's talk about the next movie. What do we want to see? Finn's going to be a Jedi. I don't I, want Finn to be a Jedi. I, I don't want to see Star the... Wars anymore. I won't watch Star Wars. If Kylo Ren and Rey are going to team up. And Finn's going to be a Jedi. Okay, we'll just do this. We can actually make this relatively short. We'll go around the table. What do you want to see in this next movie? What don't you want to see? Garrett, you can go first. Uh-huh, why did you put me on the spot like that? What I want to see out of this next movie is that. Hey, wait, wait. I'm going to add one more. What do you want to see? What don't you want to see? What are you expecting? Settle down. <laughs> Joke answer. I want to see an Ewok death cult. Shut up. We already made those jokes. <laughs> However, um, I want to see them kind of get creative with how they end this story. If Rey falls to the dark, yes, that would be really interesting. And then, like, Kylo goes to the light, okay, that's interesting. I know they're probably not going to do that. What I don't want to see them do is go, hey, everything you guys didn't like, we're just going to reverse. It never happened. No, I think this movie could do The Last Jedi justice. Not that I think The Last Jedi is bad, but I know there are people who do. And I think their complaints are reasonable complaints. And I think that those could be 
maybe those people can feel differently after this movie, and I, I'm I hopeful for I that. I don't want J.J. Abrams to roll over on his back and go, well, Luke didn't technically die. Yeah, it's... He, no. he teleported through his force force evaporation as creators and condensation should, as creators and especially JJ Abrams he opened up all these all these boxes right that's what he likes to say right um, he opened up all these boxes and he didn't answer them himself right Ryan Johnson went in the box Ryan Johnson said fine I'll answer them right and JJ Abrams was like why well, didn't like that if you didn't like it, you should have answered them yourself. Well, no, he he has some genu- genuine criticisms as well, like how Phasma died and everything. I like. don't disagree, but I think that if you are going to get upset with the decisions that someone made with your movie, you should have answered them in your movie. I mean, they should have just had him direct the Last Jedi, but I. But they didn't, and he. I'm pretty sure he knew that. Yeah, and then. So that's on him. Um, he can't throw a hissy fit. What am I excited to see? Was that? Yeah. I'm excited to see that uh, greasy, slimy cowboy emperor himself. I can't wait for Palpatine to just come in and go, ah, ah, ah. And he's going to straight up ham it. He's going to goof on Ray. He's going to go, hey, I'm the dark side. And he's just going to do like that force <laughs> run from the prequels around her. <laughs> He's like, ha, you can't catch me. Nick, what do you want to see? What are you expecting? And what don't you want to see? I'm expecting some really stupid crap to happen. Such as Finn becoming a Jedi. Is that something you want to see or don't no, want to see? No, I don't want to see that. Why would I want to see that? I hate Finn. I hope he dies in this movie. He should. And he should because he's escaped death like 82 times. He's catching up to Obi-Wan. <laughs> um, what I'd like that? to see happen is a very, very, very good lightsaber battle because we haven't had one this trilogy. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see one. At- Garrett, go ahead. The Force Awakens has a good one. Which one? The, one, the final one between Kylo and... Uh, Ray. Yawn. Um I like the way Ray fights. I like I love when she she grabs I that hope they do the it again and it's very Obi-Wan Anakin-esque. Filled with shouting, you still have good in you and things like that. Kylo Ren can't fight fast though. That is a no. Kylo Ren a- kills Ray. Bad guys win. Ky- Star Wars is over. Kylo Ren swings like a truck because of the way his sword is built. I don't really know. I really don't I haven't really put much thought into this. Well, but- he swings it like a Highlander. I just hope that they don't go back on what they've done, like Garrett said. And you, you don't even like the Last Jedi, so that's. And I hope it. I hope that Emperor Palpatine's not a clone. I hope yeah. he didn't clone himself, because if the minute he clones himself, and we find out, I'm walking out of the theater. <laughs> You're gonna attack the clones. Are you? Uh, you good? The worst Star Wars movie is The Phantom Menace. Amen. Number seven is The Last Jedi. Number six is Attack of the Clones. Number five is The Force Awakens. Number four is The Last Jedi. Number three is Revenge of the Sith. Number two is A New Hope. And number one is Empire Strikes Back. Hate me all you want for putting Revenge of the Sith that high. I guarantee you I will out-argue you about it. I'm not going to argue it. I saw online people put it behind The Phantom Menace and The Attack of the Clones. Where did you have Revenge of the Sith? Third. I, I would almost agree with that. I'd have it, to look at like it was difficult for me to gauge the Last Jedi or Revenge of the Sith, but I think Re- uh, the Last Jedi is very corny. I would put if 
I know we we excluded the spinoffs from this one, but just for the sake of like conversation, I would have put Rogue One above Revenge. Of oh, the I Sith. would too. Okay, I definitely would. Um, to wrap things up, hell, that might be the New Hope. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I would put it because I don't really like a New Hope. I would put the Force Awakens over Revenge of the Sith. I think it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I put the Force Awakens above a New Hope. All right, that's that's getting a little bold. Okay, Garrett. Um, I am excited to see how Ray and Kylo Ren end up in this movie. I'm excited to see the interactions there. I'm excited to see the fights. I'm also excited to see Lando in this movie because that guy's just happy to be there at this point. It's awesome. I'm so stoked to see him in this movie. Um, I don't want to see, as Nick and Garrett said, them going back on their decisions. As a creator, you should respect that you couldn't answer your own questions. Now you got to respect the other directors. It's it's just, I feel like it's a, I don't, you don't have to, but I feel like with this, if you, if you change everything within The Last Jedi, what's the point of it even existing? I'll, I'll use a good analogy to end this episode. My one friend got a tattoo. He got it right on his right butt cheek. That tattoo reads your name. Not John Blinn. It reads your name. He has to live with that choice that he made. His choice that that exists on him. That is, that is a part of him. That is a part of his legacy. I wouldn't compare The Last Jedi to no. a butt tattoo. No, that's J.J. That's Abrams with uh, The oh, Force right, Awakens. Yeah, okay. He can't regret not finishing it with your name is Paul or something. Yeah, yeah I got you. And then going, oh, well, I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. You have to live with the tattoo you got. Um, yeah, I don't want to see them go back on everything. I'm expecting <coughs> them to change that, though. Um, I'm expecting them to go back on things, which pains me to say, and I really hope that doesn't end up being the case. Overall, I'm optimistic for this movie, and I feel like I'm going to leave it satisfied. I hope you've all joined us on this long journey. Ah. I hope you enjoyed this longer episode, but it's the finale, so it's okay. And you know what? If you're listening to this, chances are you're going to go see uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So I hope you enjoy that as well. I think that about wraps it up. I have four hours of podcast to edit. Pray for Garrett. Uh, We will see you most likely next semester. So we hope this content holds you over. Take care. Godspeed. May the force be with you. I I was thinking about doing that, but then I figured Nick was going to make fun of me, so I didn't do it.